G'day and welcome to Partakers and our Easter 2020 series, God is Love. Day 5, Jesus' Identity Mark writing in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 8 and verse 27 to 33. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way he asked them, Who do people say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. But what about you? he asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Christ. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at the disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. This section of the Bible contains the verse which divulges Jesus' identity when Peter calls him the Christ, or as we would say the Messiah or Saviour, in verse 29. In the preceding few verses, Jesus and the disciples were in Bethsaida, and there is the incident where Jesus healed the blind man. And from this we see who Jesus is. Mark 8 verse 22 reveals that the faith of others apart from the blind man was also involved. There are two very obvious questions that come out of this passage. Firstly, why did Jesus touch the blind man twice in order to heal him? We don't know for sure, but we do know that Jesus kept on until the man could see clearly. Two things to remember though. Firstly, that Jesus was unable to do miracles because of people's lack of faith. And we also need to remember that God does things in his own time and for his own purposes, and also acts in order to tell us of his love for us. And secondly, why does Jesus tell the man not to tell anybody? He does this because Jesus doesn't want to be seen as only a healer and a miracle worker. So we see who Jesus is, and then we confess who Jesus is, and we come to a climactic part of the Gospels when Jesus asks his disciples that question, who do people say that I am? They say John the Baptist. Jesus and John had been seen together in public, and they were different in personality and ministry. John came in the spirit and power of Elijah, Luke 1 verse 17, in a ministry of judgment, whereas Jesus came in the spirit of meekness and service. John performed to no miracles, John 10 verse 41, but Jesus was a miracle worker. John even dressed like the prophet Elijah, 2 Kings 1 verse 8, Mark 1 verse 6. And then there was Jeremiah, Matthew 16 verse 14. Jeremiah was the weeping prophet, and Jesus was the man of sorrows. Jeremiah called the people to true repentance from the heart, and so did Jesus. Both men were misunderstood and rejected by their own people. 
Likewise, men condemned the false religious leaders and the hypocritical worship in the temple. Those in authority persecuted both men. In both his works and words, Jesus gave evidence to the people that he was the Son of God, the Messiah, and yet they did not get the message. And so why did Jesus tell the disciples to keep quiet about him? Well, the disciples had much to learn about him and what it meant to follow him. The Jews were expecting a victorious Messiah, Isaiah 11 verses 1 to 5. But they had also forgotten that the Messiah must suffer and die, Isaiah 53 verse 1 to 12, Luke 24 verse 26. The Jewish people thought that the Messiah would set up an earthly political kingdom. But Jesus came to set up a spiritual kingdom that would last forever. Isaiah 9 verse 7, Daniel 7 verse 13 to 14, Luke 1 verse 33, and Revelation chapter 11 verse 15. And what was the purpose of this Messiah? Mark 10:45 tells us. Jesus' mission was to be the servant of the Lord and therefore the saviour of the world as God's son, John 3.16. His purpose as the Messiah was neither that he be served, nor that he would lead a political overthrow of the Roman government as some had hoped. Rather, his purpose as the Messiah was to be God's servant and to give a message of hope for those who were spiritually poor and those who were spiritually oppressed. So we see who Jesus is, we confess who Jesus is, and now we follow who Jesus is. When Jesus rebuked Peter, he was also telling off the other disciples, Mark 8 verse 33. Remember that they did not yet understand the relationship between suffering and glory. However, by the time Peter had written his first letter, he did so, 1 Peter 1 verse 6 to 8, and 1 Peter 4 verse 13 to 1 Peter 5 verse 10. And some Jewish leaders were teaching of two messiahs. There was going to be one who was to suffer, and there would be another one who would reign. 1 Peter 1 verse 10 to 12. And what is the price to pay for true followers of Jesus Christ? There is complete and utter surrender to him. There is total identification with him in his suffering and in his death. And there is also a willingness to follow him obediently wherever he leads. And what is the reward for the true disciple of Jesus Christ? Well, God promises suffering now, but that suffering turns to glory. Opposed to this, Satan will promise glory now, but we know that in the end, suffering will result from it. And spiritually at this time, the disciples were still blind as to who Jesus was and his actual identity, just as the man who was physically blind could not see. Our confession of Jesus is a matter of life and death, John 8 verse 21 and 1 John 4 verses 1 to 3. The confession of Jesus as Lord is necessary for salvation, 1 Corinthians 12 verse 1 to 3, and when that confession is from the heart, Romans 10, verses 9 to 10. Christians are called to follow Jesus, to take up their cross 
and this could mean nothing less than being ready to suffer and die for the sake of Jesus Christ and his name. If we are ashamed of him on earth, he tells us that he will be ashamed of us when the end of the world has come. He will reward those deserving the reward and deny all those who deny him. Thanks for joining us on Partakers. Come back again tomorrow to www.partakers.co.uk for the next in our series, God is Love, where we are seeing together the events of Easter. There is also our Easter book, Easter Essentials, available on Amazon or www.pulptheology.com where we explore the events of Easter and discuss why it matters for us today in the 21st century. See you later.